And we're in the middle of this particular Shayan uh, Shuvah. Just to remind you where, where we left off, I, I was trying to remember if we actually touched this last week or we were so busy with other shit we didn't get, get to. So don't, don't actually Jerry, you're, you're, you just heard it. Did we get back to this or were we last week? No, we went off on a... We're not on a subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We must have just right. Once every ten, ten years. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so what I want to give it as a heads up um, before we go back in, inside into the sukkah is there's two specific areas which... We, we, we must delineate between them and make sure we don't get mixed up between them and sometimes they overlap and it gets a little bit confusing. One area is the schus that Abal has to his wife's maizyo dime. Whether that's because he's supporting her and therefore Chazal worried about Eva um, because if he supports her, meanwhile she's making money on the side and she gets to keep it or not even on the side, you know, whatever, that can cause animosity and therefore Chazal masakin that he's entitled to Maisha time, or whether the other way around, that because a husband has a schus to his wife's Maisha time, Chazal Masakin, that he has to support her, um, you know, whether in fact a husband's obligation to support his wife with food and clothing, etc., is a chiyot eraisa, a jabonon, itself a matter of discussion. So there's a question of what comes first, chicken, egg, but we're not getting involved in that now. But bottom line is, Allah is, a husband has a schus to his wife's Maisha time, for sure, as long as there hasn't been a clear declaration agree between the two of them, whoever says it is a discussion, that she gets to keep her Maishu Daim and he has no obligation to support her. Until such a stage, he owns her Maishu Daim. Halacha number one. Halacha number two is that Baal has a schus Yerusha in his wife's estate. As Baal is the primary Yerush of his wife's estate. These are two separate halachas. They have different, different ramifications. One can have one without the other, as we'll discuss. Um, and, 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 that they're coming from a different place, they work differently than each other. So why, why am I bechalal bringing them up? Because Pashas, one is alocha Michaim and one is alocha achamisosa. Why, why, where's bechalal the overlap? Well, the overlap is in the fact that if a wife decides to sell assets of hers during a marriage without a husband's consent, does the husband have a right to ma'akiv? Does the husband have a right to, to prevent it happening, number one? And number two, maybe even reverse the sale. Right? Could you go up to the person who bought it and say, by the way, yes, this might have been in my wife's name in the land registry, but my wife had no right to transfer it, and really it belongs to me, and I want it back. So either he could say, I have a schus to the payers because of my time. Sorry. Sorry. A third halacha. Sorry. Talk about getting confusing as it is. A third halacha, and then the three between them all, that's where the overlap is, is a husband's right to the nichse muluk, to the payers of his wife's nichse muluk. Right? So the, 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 those three halachas. Now, if a woman earns money and uses that money to buy a property and then in turn sells that property, there are three potential angles that the husband could have. Number one, if his wife earned money, it could be that money belongs to him, it's in Maisio Daim, and anything purchased with it belongs to him. And therefore, it's not a sale because the, ha- the property belongs to him. Number two, it could be that, that property has a din of nichse miluk, in which case he, he doesn't necessarily own it, if let's say he doesn't have a right to maise time for whatever reason. Or she brought it into the marriage already, so it's not a question of maise time. Right? So in such a case, she, a property, the karen would belong to her, but the parents, the schus parents would be the husband's. And therefore he could say, you have no right to sell it because I'm entitled to the income from this property. And by you selling the asset, I'm going to lose my income. Although if she sells them with, the, with those funds, is going to buy another asset that yields payers. 
So, Malka question, is there any damage? You're just trading in one asset of another asset, and the question is, does she have a right to do that? But bottom line, you might not lose, you might still get the new payers. Trading sell to a minute before she, she dies. Oh, and then the third point. Can, if she sells it, what she's doing by selling it is doing him out of the Yerusha. In theory. But there's nothing to be Oh, now, so this is the point, sorry? Is a gift different to sell? No. She can gift it, and it'll still have a problem. There still be funds. Correct. So, so the the what is unique about the the Yerusha of the Baal, and I think we've discussed this uh, before. I'm just therefore only going to do it briefly. I don't want to keep doing Chazor each time. We won't get any further. But what's unique about the Yerusha of the Baal, the Schus of the Baal, is that it's a Schus already Mechaim. It's a Schus from the time they got married, and therefore. A Baal has a, almost like a shibud on the estate, as opposed to every other Din Yerusha. Every other Din Yerusha, contrary to what sometimes Yerusha might think or feel, it doesn't belong to them. Right? I've come across cases in the past where a husband's nifta, and the whole estate he leaves to his wife, Alpi Din Alpi Din Machusa, whatever you want to call it, legally, halachically, leaves everything to his wife, as most people do. And then the, the children, the, the Bonim especially, seem to get this impression that their mother's spending their money, right? So the, 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 their mother's blowing their estate, their Yerusha, right? And, and, and they come in with all sorts of eights why, for example, she'd be much better off living in, in, in maybe sheltered housing than in a big house by herself. It's quite scary, daunting, much better off. And also travel's not so good, especially, I mean, I'm talking about the days when people used to travel. And, 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 you know, all sorts of things like that, because, of course, they've got no agenda other than her best interests, and the Yerusha that they inherit, Achamev Esim. And, and, and this concept that Betzem, you have no Zchusim to it whatsoever, is one that doesn't always get recognized. I, I will dial back a little bit from the cynicism there, and say that sometimes I've seen this happen where it's a little bit more understandable, because sometimes it happens in a case where a husband wrote a will, and um, everything should go to his wife. Let's say even he's only got sons. Let's keep it simple. And the sons bet some hold up, he didn't tell you, this will doesn't work. Really, it's theirs. Navas, first of all, even Api Alocha, their mother's entitled to be supported as an Almona from the estate. And second of all, they don't want to make machlekes. But them in their hearts, this is really our money. So if that is the approach, then that's the situation. Then I can understand a little bit more why they would feel potentially that way in, in the situation. But I'll say that, that either way. But a Baal has a schus in his wife's lifetime to the Yerusha that he may or may not get, depending on who's nifta first. He has a schus. Did you say that if she's earning money and buys something, that that can count as nifta So again, that's if she's earning money and she has a right to her maizya dime, yeah. right, meaning that he doesn't mind her spending it, but still then when she purchases an asset... That asset could still be an asset that she has, which she may have as chus peiros mitin nechsimiluk. What din something which she brings into the marriage doesn't have to be. If, for example, a woman would inherit something in, during the marriage, a husband would also have a din nechsimiluk on that. Can she not say she's selling this nechsimiluk and all the income that, or she's giving it, all the income goes to the husband? But the but the nichsem do not belong to him, and she and he will not be her share because he will already not be hers. So again, one minute. When you say all the income, if let's say she's got property that's tenanted out, it's making a thousand pound a month. Yes. Now she wants to sell it. Yes. 
So what she's suggesting? So she will say whatever this brings in belongs to the husband. What the capital? Not the capital. What do you mean brings in? Capital is hers. She's selling the property. Selling it or she's giving it to somebody else. Which one? She's gifted. Gifted. She's gifting it to someone. No. On the condition that all the income that comes does belong to the husband. Okay. Therefore, she hasn't done anything away from of the husband of what legally belonged to him, except that when he will come to Yashin, there won't be anything to Yashin. Right. Is that legal? No, it's not valid. Well, Unless he writes certain complicated stories or signs something before they get married. If, if he signs something before he gets married, he has no Sosirusha, and that not in those words, it has to be written properly in a way that works. Then that would be one thing. But if he doesn't sign something before he gets married, yes. then he's a Baal who has a Sosirish that she can do nothing about. But what do you mean Yerush? There's nothing to be Yerush. No, that's what I'm telling you. That is what's unique about the Yerusha of a Baal. But how do we know this? You, how is it called? We're going to see it. It's called Yerusha. We're going to see it in Shukhnach. It's a Schus which she has. It's a Shibut which she has. And she cannot get rid of that Shibut. She can't get rid of it. It trumps everything else. Sorry to use a colloquialism. Um, no, I'm, I'm surprised we call you Yerusha. Let, let's say that he has in in a. In a I'll tell you why we call it Yerusha. I'll tell you why we call it Yerusha. Because if he's Nifta first, he'll get nothing. So it's only within Yerusha. Meaning he'll get the Paris Mikhaim, but he won't own the capital. He'll only get the capital when she's Nifta. But there's a charge in, it in her lifetime for that Din Yerusha. Again, it depends. This Yerusha is within Daraisa, Din Drabon. If it's within Drabon, we can understand that it's a Takonos Chazal, and that's what they must suck, and that Baal inherits his wife with these conditions. Right? If it's in Yerusha Daraisa, then how can it be more than Yerusha of a Ben? Uh, where does that come from, Bechlal? We'll see. The I'm opening up the Sugi. Now, let me throw a real curveball at this Ilchus Yerusha. So first of all, I, I think we mentioned in the Shia a couple of weeks ago, the dinner of Roy by Yerusha Zabal. No? It's asked the dinner of Yerusha Zabal, it'll only get what is actually in her state. If there's money owed to her state that never materializes in the lifetime, he won't get. Fine. So that's a chisorin, and the maile is that he's like, got like a charge. So why, do, why should um, he have a, a, a right to anything which she's which she uh, is Yoresh doing? So after it's also only Roy. No, once she yarshans in her lifetime, it's hers. It's not Roy. It's an asset she owns. No, Roy doesn't go after time of marriage. Roy goes after time of petir. When the no. din yurusha kicks in, what does she own and what does she not own? Right? So now, now, let, let me throw a very strange halakha. So if it would fall to her after her petir, then it wouldn't have any rights. Then it would go to her, her son. Correct. Because that would be Roy. Let me throw a very strange halakha. What happens in the case which... which I say very strange. It's strange from the halachic, not so much from the uh, uh, possibility of such a thing happening. The possibility of such a thing happen can happen. I've actually come across it once before in a slightly different context. Imagine you have, let's say, a wealthy grandfather who lives abroad. Right? And he doesn't have to live abroad, but it's even more shiach when he lives abroad. And he decides he's setting up a, a trust fund for his grandchildren, and he's putting certain assets in their name, but he's not telling them anything about it. And these assets will accumulate. Maybe he'll put in extra money as the years go on. He's building up a nest egg for them. He doesn't want them to know anything about it. When they come of a certain age, when they're, they're 25 and they're a bit more mature and a bit more responsible, then they can get their nest egg. Or maybe when 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 uh, he's no longer been alive for X amount of years, whatever it might be. And he, he opens accounts in their names or he purchases assets in their names abroad or he puts one on a trust and they're the name beneficiaries and it's not discretionary. So there's no question of 
if they're going to get or not going to get up to some trustee, it's theirs. It belong, it, it's going to be theirs. They know nothing about it. Now, let's not even get involved in, they don't declare on their tax forms because they tucker don't know about it. So he's paying tax, whoever he's paying tax. Let's not get involved in any of that. I've, I've got no idea how, how it happened. Let's say such a thing happens. And this woman is married. And yes, she knows she's got a wealthy grandfather. Her husband might know she's got a wealthy grandfather, but she's got no idea that actually there's anything in her name anywhere. Right? And let's say she's married for a number of years, and it's already hers. Again, I'm not saying it's only going to become hers. It's already hers now, but she's not told about it to a certain stage. And then she gets divorced. You know, no, let's dial back a case. Let's say, and then she's Nifta. Young, because her grandfather or whatever, and she's Nifta. Comes on the bal, and transpires afterwards that all of a sudden all of her siblings get paid out from this money which has been in their names, and there's a check that comes along. This is, by the way, you've had these properties here, or, or, or a notification, there's an asset sitting in Switzerland, or who knows where, that's in your name that belongs to you. Right? And now the shadow is who gets it. Now, let's be clear, this is not Roy, because it was hers already, Mikhaim. She might not have known about it. There was an asset that belonged to her. Right? Mikhaim. So I don't think you'd, anybody would call that Roy. However, I've got a, there's a different halacha. There's a halacha... Sorry? It depends how the grandfather... No, it was already in her name legally. She yeah, just wasn't told. It doesn't matter legally. If, he's, if his intention was that it should be hers and not to go to the husband, he could do it in a way that... Okay, let's, again, how that works and when that happens, let's not complicate it with that. You're going to see that Allah is strange enough without that. Let's let's leave that for now. Let's say there was no condition about that wasn't mentioned, whatever. There's a halacha, which we're going to see. It's actually on the Shulchan, I've got copies here. I'm not sure we're going to start that this week or next week, but there's a halacha that there's a reason to be mechalak. We have to get involved and see how it works and when it works. There's a reason to be mechalak between an asset which a wife has, which a husband knows about, and an asset which a wife has, which a husband does not know about. Both midin nechsimiluk, his right to the payers of that asset, the income of the asset, and potentially midin yurusha. Now, I don't think in all the years of our learning, we've ever come across a situation, a financial zchus, that a person has, which is based on knowledge. Right? Ignorance normally doesn't affect the metzius. If you have a schus, you have a schus. If you have a bailus, you have a bailus. Yes, we've come across the musig of Yirish, we've come across the musig of Hefka. That's different. That's not a question of, of knowledge or not knowledge. That's, at a certain stage, a person might be miyayish or something because he doesn't think he's going to get it back. But the concept of a person having a right only if they know they have a right, but if they don't know about it, Kilo, we don't have to tell them, shh. We don't have to tell them and they won't have a schus that we've never come across, as far as I'm aware. Because really, she, it doesn't belong to him only as Eva, they will sack him. If he doesn't know, he's not upset about it, so it's a confirmation. Correct, so it, it does. If if the reason for the taconus are because of Eva, like I uh, uh, elaborated here, then it's much easier to understand. If the din Yerush is within Torah, it doesn't make sense on any level. Right, because if you're Yerush, you're Yerush. Well, imagine a person now discovers that, that he had money sitting from his grandfather in a Swiss bank account. You won't say because you didn't know about it, you're not Yerush. Because your father didn't know about it, you're not Yerush. It was his. He didn't know about it. That's it. neither here nor there. 
Right? Unless it's something that's just a shilyama. But when you say he's not Yorish, I can understand there's no shivod on it. You're saying if she died, he's actually not Yorish. Who does it belong to? Then? Her Yorishim, her children. And if she doesn't have children, her brothers. So the, so the ordinary dinner Yorushah is not applied. Again, that's all we have to see. We have to see to what the halacha affects. But there's two areas that we need to look at. I mean, intentionally vague. There's two areas we need to look at. One is Nechseim Uluk. You don't have to look at my Sudan because this is not my Sudan, yeah. right? One is Nisim does he have a right of income or not a right of income? Yeah. And two is does he have a Sosurisha uh, or not a Sosurisha? I, 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 I can more understand the, the, the Shibbut aspect of the Yerusha, the Yerusha Mechai, whatever you want to call it. But to say that. That's because you're looking at him as a Yerusha Minatir. Yeah, that's right. If you look at him as a Yerusha Minatir, because of Eva. But there is a Yerusha Minatir. The Torah talks about Yerusha Minatir. Okay, so you have to see. You have to see. Right? By the way, if this halacha sounds strange and sounds like a Achorina Shazach, you'll all be very pleased to know it's actually Mephurusha Mishnah. Not even a Mishnah in, in Zeroim. It's a Mishnah in Ksubis. It's a Mephurusha Mishnah in Ksubis. Glad to quite fine Ksubis, but it's a Mishnah in Ksubis that discusses uh, a state of a wife that a husband knows about and a state of a wife that a husband doesn't know about. And it's Gomorrah and it's a Mishnah, we will we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll go through it. It's 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 a very uh, unusual halacha. It's a very unusual concept. Like you say, if it's because of takonos neva, it makes sense. Although even though it makes sense, I highly doubt that anyone would have come up with it themselves. Right? Uh, so you know. Are we saying that practically a woman that remarries and she's you know she's had a life, she's well to do, she yashin the first husband or whatever, we would advise her that do not any no, that you, we're saying more than that. We'd advise her to sign a star before she gets married. Yeah, but that may be difficult because it's... It's not difficult. It might be difficult because she doesn't want to tell her new husband, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe not uh, relying that it's going to go well or something. Maybe I mean, th- th- no, there's some, no, it's very, so, easy, it's very easy to explain because, again, the Yerusha din is very easy to explain. Because you're saying that that's my husband's estate is meant to go to his children, not to your children. Okay, but I mean, let's say she was she'd been a single girl for a few years and had worked and earned some money, and, and she doesn't want to bring it into the marriage. Yeah. Okay, so that 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 that, that we have to see. We get to that law. We have to see how it works. Again, with a with a woman who's lived that many years and been married and inherited the husband's estate, it, it, she might probably going to be a bit hard pressed that her husband doesn't know that there's an estate. He might not know how much. But not to know of the state bechlaum, what happened when your husband was nifter? What happened to his, you know? And by the way, here's, here's the curveball: if he discovers during the marriage, then from when he discovers, he gets it in as chus, he's entitled to it. Which again, if it's because of Eva, makes sense, right? So it's it's a dangerous game that one. The star before the marriage is a much safer game. I mean, there's a different option that the person could do in theory, not that we're here to advise people on, on, on whatever, but could gift it to somebody else before they get married, before she gets married. She could gift her whole estate away to someone, someone who she hopes, that's a dangerous one, but who she hopes, if ever she wants any matonas from it and she asks, she'll get it. Right? Potentially dangerous, but not necessarily. As long as it's a genuine matona, one where I have no recourse back in Bezin, not just because of lack of raya, because of lack of discuss, taka not mine. Even if Matanam lost the hafsa, it could work, but, but that gets a bit complicated because if, for example, let's say she's want to give it to her parents, 
right? If they're nifta without having returned it, then mafra was bottled, in which case it was really hers, in which case her husband might have a schusim. It can get messy. Yeah, but if he finds out, then you're still... No, he didn't know that he goes to Mafreya. There's nothing to find out. He, this he couldn't have known, that the Mafreya is going to be bottled now. He was genuinely to the permit. Now you're going to say, when the Mafreya, he couldn't have known. I, forgive me for being hesitant uh, for doing something that's based entirely on what information a wife does or doesn't in, in the end divulge to her husband. I, it's dangerous, right? What she ends up saying, what she doesn't end up saying, or someone ends up saying, it's just, it's just dangerous. If it's a proper matana with no tenoim, there's no danger because Matthias, it's not hers. She has no schus to it. It's not hers. There's another danger. Correct. Okay. You know why she saying she she might fall out of the parents, and then she eats too much of a of a gamble to do. Okay. Yeah, it depends how much money we're talking about. Then. Yeah. I mean, there's another danger as well, which I was waiting for someone to point out. Just on, on the Ava point, yeah. are, are, are there various different Connors Chazal Lugava Ava? And if so, would you say this Indian or... Again, I, I, nobody should think at this stage that we're equipped to deal with this halacha because we haven't looked at it. I'm just throwing out there uh, uh, superficially at the beginning of the sugya just to show you how unusual this chus and these halachas are that they're not necessarily working within the normal remit, certainly not the Cheshemishwa remit that we've been having dealing with over the years. But we're not ready to apply this halacha at all. We haven't even seen it. Right? So let's, let's let's see it. As Yossi is pointing out, does it apply to Yusha? There's a very similar things we have to see. Where does it apply? Where does it not apply? Right? We have a proof when the grandfather, for example, uh, puts it into her name. Sorry? You need to have an That won't be hard. Uh, it won't be, don't need aid It will be documented. Anything like that will be, will be you know, if it's in the land registry, if it's in a trustee's, whatever it is, it will all be documented. No, the Nakuda, which I was waiting for someone to point out, is if you gift it to somebody... If that person is older and they're nifter, it will be Yerusha to the Yerushim. Yeah. Oh, you said, yeah. So... No, you said you make a smile that if he dies, that it's possible. Against? No, somebody mentioned your Matana Manos Lahaksi. I said Matana Manos Lahaksi is a problem because if they're nifter and they don't get to machser it, then then it's bottom. You can do a Matana until, until, in case they die, a minute before, he gets back to her. Right. And then, if, will he know about it? Will he not know about it? She's saying he wouldn't know. Because they hadn't died yet. No. If then, she's still married, and the husband finds out about it, if, if he thinks it comes to her, it's in Yerusha, he's got a or, or find someone younger. A chorecha leplani. Okay, we're, so, so we're devising whole whole <laughs> schemes here. We're getting a, a bit ahead of ourselves. All this, even the, let's say the husband. It's so much easier to get a husband signed start at the beginning. A husband doesn't do that in a first marriage. In a second marriage, you do. No, no. Normally, what you're saying is this money is not really necessarily mine. I've only got it because my husband wants me to be looked after. But he left the savor that achamev esim. It's meant to go to his children. Correct. And even if there's not children, he certainly doesn't want his estate going to his wife's second husband. So he rather goes to his yoshim. He'll always have yoshim. Everyone has yoshim except for get. Right, so so he doesn't want his estate going out to her second husband because she was nifta first. No one does, right? So, 
saying? No, so therefore, there's no problem with a woman explaining. If a woman's got her own money that she's built up, 100%, it's awkward. It's a problem. But if a, if the money that she has comes from her first husband, then whichever way you, 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 you split it, it's not difficult to explain why my first husband's intentions were not that if Chassam Amnif the first, that it should then go to a stranger and he walks off with his whole estate. You mean even though he didn't say anything? Yeah. Okay, he will normally say, because in the will it will normally say, whoever's of his nifter first goes to the surviving spouse, whoever's nifter second goes to, if they've got children, the children, if they don't have children, they're next of kin, whatever. Right? That will be in the will. Because no one knows who's going to be nifter first when you write a will. So... And this is why it looks like your point of a prenuptial for young couple. If it's at the point of marriage, it's get signed, no problem. Uh, I won't say no problem. It depends on the prenuptial, etc. That's that's a whole different shape. Yeah. Correct. It's 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 easier. Yeah. So all this is also when you have a, a marriage that where they are separated and the husband. But yes. The husband says, "I'm not giving it." Yes. Because he knows that anything that goes to her is his. Hundred percent. And you can't do. You can say there's, no the, the, there's, there's other halachas which you can do in that. There are certain cases where if he's not fulfilling his obligations, he may lose certain schusim. Right? If he's not uh, supporting her and he's not... There, there are certain halachas there yeah, but that can affect it. I wouldn't say mamish nothing, but it's a problem. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. I, I once had a case where, where it was a good situation... <coughs> And the um, lady went to her lawyer, asked the lawyer to draw up a tzavah, that if she's nifted everything, she should go to her children. And there's a problem. The lawyer asked, can you do it? I said, no, it's not poshut. It's not poshut, you can do it. Because api alocha, he's still the baal, and if he's still the baal, he yarshans. So you have to get involved. Now alochas, whether he has lost his chus yerusha because of what happens and what didn't happen, and go and figure out who's at fault, who's not at fault, and what the business says, what the business doesn't say, etc. It's not straightforward. It's a problem. Baruch Hashem, they got divorced. So it wasn't. It ends up not being a problem. But for a while, it was a problem. For a few years, it was a problem. Can she change her status within the marriage to say uh, from a certain time? Um, any nism? Any? Yes. So she can do that? She, yeah, she can tell and say, thank you, I don't know my time. We're going to see who, who says it, who doesn't say it. Yeah, but she can do That's, it in the middle. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whether she can then go back at a later stage and say, sorry, my, I've now been furloughed, <laughs> however, and now I, I want to get support again, we have to see. Is it, is it reversible? Let's, let's get in, in, into the halacha. I want to get to this halacha of Chayv. So if we're looking at Ellie, if you can share the page, please. Page one. Ah, sorry. Good job I did the course. No, you're allowed to... You're allowed to share screen. Uh, okay, okay, I can do it now, is it? Okay. It's letting me now. Great. Yeah, very good. So we're by... Uh, uh, on the right-hand side... By the Dalad. Didn't you worship a Malva? Sorry, she shall waste some hemlachim. Aleph. Oid Nusab Evanezer. The Chimsh ain't a bal Yerushis ishtibaroi. Since the husband doesn't inherit his wife when it comes to what's Roy, 
So too, he doesn't inherit a chayv of his wife, money owed to his wife. If, for example, let's say her father was nifta, and her father was owed money, and her father left his estate, that she gets a chilek of the estate, and gets left for potentially a chilek of this halva. If she gets married and then dies before that chayv has been claimed, that's called Roy, and the husband will not have a dinurisha on it. So too, if she herself was owed money when she got married, and she was nifta before she claims it, now, this is where the halachas start to overlap. The halacha of a baal's to maishidam, nechsemulug, and yurusha. Base. Aval, imilvasa, nechsemulug, Wives if a woman has money, which really should be a nichsimilug, and instead of investing it for her husband to get the income, she lends out that money. And she's nifta before the chayv is repaid. This her husband will inherit. They explain that the Machabah, when he says, Allah is coming from a Rosh. Usha was mistaken that if we say that a wife is able to sell a property that's part of her Nechseimilug, then effectively what she's doing is she's doing her husband out from his Chus, Paris. And Usha said, that's not fair. It can't be that the wife can do that because that's going to create all sorts of Shalom Bayes problems. So Usha was mistaken that the husband can actually call the purchaser to Besdin and get back that property. Imagine modern day terms how that would work. Uh, a woman in Eretz Yisrael, let's say in Eretz Yisrael, uh, uh, you know, has a property in her name. She sells the property in good faith to another Yid. Right? I say good faith. Uh, the other Yid's acting in good faith. He doesn't necessarily know anything. And then the husband finds out about it. The husband can call this other Yid to Bezin and say, I know you've done a, a transaction. You purchased a sale. Actually, you should have asked whether she has a right to sell this property. It was part of the next thing we look, which normally any asset a wife owns will be. And therefore, you can't buy it without checking with the, with the husband. And I actually have a schus to Paris, and I want to reverse the sale. But is that only a schus that he has, or is it... It's Takanas Usha. It's also for her to do. It's also for her to do. Let, let's say she sells it to a non-Jew, or let's say she takes a loan against it, and then she doesn't pay the loan, the bank comes and takes that. So... What has she done? She's taking she's taking a loan and she used it. So she wasn't allowed to take a loan, but she, she did. Loan, but she's taking a loan. So I mean, she's not also for her to take a loan. Well, it might be also for her to take a loan against the property that that is Meshuvah husband. Yes, maybe. What's the, I'm saying that's it's secondary. The, the husband has a schus to be going back, but who says that if she does this and now? I'll tell you why. Because if she takes a loan against the property, yeah. then she's effectively reducing the equity in that property. If she's nifta. Then the husband who's got a sus on that property will, will, will inherit less equity. Who says she's got a right to do that? Right. So, so I'm saying, what, what has she done wrong now? She's reduced the equity in the property. Okay. But it's only it's not okay. It only happens, first of all, the Eber won't be there till the end. No. But she's not, entitled to be ma- she's not entitled to mafkia her husband's sus on the property. Is she a She's been mazik his shibud. 
can't see she's a gunner from something which belongs to her. She, she, it, it's also for her to be mazik his chusperius mechaim. You're saying that she's not mazik because the property's still there. It only happens after Correct. Mesa. So Chamesa, so it's she's. She's not Eva anymore. No, but, no, but there is because he, you know, that's a schus that Chazal gave him. Why they gave him because Eva is irrelevant. But Yush is always a Chamesa. And Chazal gave her husband a schus Yerish. So you can't turn around and say there's no Eva because she's dead. Otherwise there'd never be such thing as a schus Yerish. Chazal Masakun. Let's say we gave him the Mahalach that it's Chazal. Right, Chazal Masakun Zin Yerusha to Abal. Yeah, no, he needs to know all his life that he can be Yerusha. No, he needs to know he is a Yerush. Why? Because Chazal will worry. But they have, he's a got a Schus Yerush. In fact, his Schus Yerush is more than a son's Schus Yerush, as we're going to hear. Right. Is there a difference with if she takes the loan out with a on this particular property, or if she just has a if the bank has a, a general floating charge on the assets? So it is not specific on this particular item. So, so, no, what do you mean? So she said, any item she has, any property she has. Yeah, if it's not specifically, if the. the what difference? She's borrowing against her assets, right? Yeah, her general assets. No, so that means, her, but all her general assets, the husband will inherit. So you're reducing somewhere her, the size of her estate. It can be something which is not necessarily necessary at all. Because you've a general asset. How? Every asset is necessary. Uh, what example, asset were we next to? For example, food. If, if, for example, if, she, if some of her assets were things because which she had earned after she had said any nism, and so she had. That, no, we have to we that. have to see. Even if she says any nism, we have to see whether the bal has chusierish on that as well. That's where they're going to overlap. That's where we're going to get to. We're not there yet. A hundred percent, hundred percent. You can't. Not without knowing. I mean, it's not that different from, it's not a great idea for any moistad to take a donation off a married woman without checking with her husband. It's a mafur shalacha. Yeah, but there must, be, there must be countless women who, are, who have got properties in their name and they're selling them with a bowl. How do you know that? You have to check. I, I think I told you before, my show dealt with stockers from many different uh, 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 um, moistads and everything, soil and, and whatever. And there was once a, a, a wealthy person who was nifta, and after the shiva, his wife wrote out a bunch of uh, uh, donations, Lilu Nishmosi, to uh, a number of different moisters, quite a few of which went through Meshwe, and, and Ravomisha Soloveitchik, or Shiva Brisk, was, was the only one who actually said, we cannot take this till you check with the, with the Bonim that they're not Yerushim. Maybe she doesn't have a right to write out this money. She might be a signature on the account, but who says it's really hers? Who says she's entitled? Okay, I'm saying, so I'm saying that that's a very similar halacha. The woman had a property in her name, a married woman. Yeah. Property in her name, and she. Um, not a great idea to, to, to. Not a great idea to, to buy to to buy for without knowing that you have a right to do that. Yeah, but today you can't have a right. How, what right? How could you have a right? She's a married woman. Again. It's hard for having a right. I'm but today it's not like this because any time a woman comes and buys something, you're not saying, "Wait a minute." Let me call your husband and ask if you have permission. Certain things are, are assumed or understood that, that a husband gives his wife enough leeway for it to, to, to buy it. So how do we, how are you covering this? Where, where you draw the line on the value? Yes. I think property will, will, will be one yeah, state. Property is like a, 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 but by the way, if a woman goes and buys property, it's less of a problem. Because she's not throwing away anything we look on the contrary. She's, she's no, putting it into an asset. I'm not saying it never happens. I, I, I've never come across it where a woman sold it without her husband knowing and someone's bought it and then the husband's... So, so I, I'm buying it, so the husband knows. What, what, 
I, do I need some documentation from the husband to him signing it? It would be a good idea. According to Usher, otherwise you're in trouble afterwards. So if a husband signs it, that's, that's impossible? Yeah, of course. He's waived and he writes this. He recites that he's Muslim. Sure. So that means you've got to always go and ask and make sure whether, that you know the status of the lady if you're buying from a lady, whether she's married or not. You need to no, know. Again, you're talking about, you're talking about a, 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 a yid, obviously. Yeah, right? a yid buys from a lady. He should, right? you should find out if she's married, and if she's married, she doesn't have a shoes. Yeah, but so in other words, you've got to, before you can do anything, you've got to find out, are you married? <laughs> yeah. So let, let, let's go back a step, right? Again, if first of all, there's certain uh, things which normally people of a certain standing, uh, you're entitled to assume that they're doing it with rishus, right? However, but go one step further. What's she doing? She's buying an asset. She's buying jewelry. Now, if you tell me that the moment you buy jewelry, it depreciates. I don't think it does, but if it does, but no, 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 that's 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 not your problem. That's not your problem. What all that she's doing in your house is transferring what she has in cash to what she has in gold or pearls or whatever it is. Now that's not itself a problem. The problem here is when you have a, a property that yields payers and she sells it. She doesn't have a right to sell it. But if it doesn't yield payers, you're saying that she. Because the husband's going to inherit it eventually. So, so, so that's what we have to get clear. Because whatever she's changing it for, the husband can inherit that. So as as Barry pointed out, where's the hefsud? If she gifts it away, that's something else. Yeah, if you want to go down that line. If you have, let's say, a woman in a second marriage, even in a first marriage, but especially in a second marriage, who didn't necessarily write any star before, right? No one's even had that discussion. No one's had that that that, that, that you know. No one's gone, gone there either from ignorance or because it's too awkward. And now she starts gifting things to her grandchildren. Yes, if if you're a grandchild and you're and you're a, a, a person with with you know, you're uh, uh, you should turn around and ask her husband respectfully. I'm just checking that you, that you know yes, that you don't mind. Yeah, might might you might have a shibboleth on it, and she might not have a right to gift it to me. Is it awkward? It's awkward. We have to check. I don't remember exactly how that works. We have to check. But here, Usha is making clear that if she sells the property, you can go and get that property off the person who bought it. That's Takonos Usha. At, at the same price. And yes. Yeah, but I don't know if you have to start paying their stamp duty and everything else. It's the same price. I mean, she's going to pay the money back. If she's blown she the money by now, then, then the seller's lost it. The buyer's lost it. No. That's not, no. You, all you have a right to is to reverse the sale. Right? But, but, but you don't necessarily say the person's lost the money that you get. You don't say Even if it's a mechatos, if you want to reverse the sale, you have to give out the money you were given. But she, she got the money, she's gone on the cruise, she's blown the money. Right. So, so do we go as they write on, on, on Takana Susha to turn out? I'm, I'm not sure. You have to yeah, see that. That, 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 as we discussed in Mechatos. Let, let's, let's see. We get, we get a little, little, little bit ahead of ourselves. I assume the time up there is wrong. Um, yeah. So, so, uh, Mr. Shams, we continued, we start, we continued next week.